Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another Nacho Tuesday. And today I have Daniel here uh, with Warmi calling in from uh, Tel Aviv, Israel. Um, and without further ado, we'd love if you could introduce uh, your company, Warmi, and what you guys do in a quick elevator pitch. Sure. So uh, we are Warmi, and we uh, make sure that emails go to the inbox. Uh, this is one of the most important things uh, when you do email marketing or cold outreach. Uh, you send emails. Emails is one of the crucial elements for uh for marketing in the company and we make sure these emails are landing in the inbox and more people are seeing these uh emails and if they will see the emails they will engage they will buy they will reply they will do something so this is what we do and this is warming Great. And uh, I know a lot of email open rates and just uh, overall response rates have been really dropping in uh, recent years. Um, for the marketers and business owners out there that might be wondering why, uh, maybe can you give us a, a few ideas of you know, what might be happening and you know what they can do to improve their open rates? Sure. So everything is dropping because uh, a lot of people are using the tools to send uh, to send emails. Uh, so, some of the users are uh, they, they misuse the uh, the emails to send uh, unsolicited uh, emails or you know unwanted emails, and uh, the email providers become smarter and smarter, and they are uh, helping uh, saving their users from getting spam and you know uh, unwanted emails. So this is why everything is dropping. Uh, what, the, what the users can do to uh, improve the open rates or reply rates or engagement rate is first to send to, to the right people these emails, to the people that really wants to hear from them or, uh, or to buy from them. Uh, second is, uh, is to send the right content, uh, which uh, will be not spammy enough uh, with the right links uh, or without links, without files. And, uh, the content also triggers a lot of the spam uh, so the content is uh, crucial. Um, uh, the domain uh, should be healthy enough. The IP should be healthy enough. Uh, yeah. So and deliverability in general becomes uh, harder, har harder every day. Uh, but uh, it's solvable uh, with the right techniques. Yeah, you can get to the inbox. Yep. Um, is there any, you know, any any tips in general, like tactics that you would recommend? Maybe. You know, limiting the amount of links obviously is you know kind of kind of a good way to do that. Maybe avoiding words like money or free. <laughs> um, could you maybe dive into maybe more specific tips that people might be able to follow to make sure that um, they're warming up their emails the right way and they're landing in inboxes? Sure. So uh, to start with, I, I would start with uh, with measuring. Okay, always measuring because there is no magic. It's a black box, and we try always to understand what is behind this black box. So start with measuring. And what measuring exactly? So first, uh, in the message itself, try different options of the message, like very short and precise. Uh, second is uh, with links and uh, and uh, you know with uh, I don't know with phone numbers, etc. So some of the time the phone number can trick the spam uh, spam filter, etc. So A/B test always the the message itself is very important. Uh, what else? The domain should be very healthy. Uh, and I mean, uh, with warming, warming up, uh, you can track the domain healthiness on Google Postmaster. You will not always see the domain reputation, but Google Postmaster is a good tool to track your domain reputation. Uh, placement tests, you always can run placement tests and to see what is the performance. Um, so uh, the, the message, the domain, and the IP. The IP uh, is, uh, is from where you send the emails, the tools that you send the emails, and it can impact on deliverability. So, uh, but if, if to summarize, 
the content should be uh, very precise, uh, not spammy uh, too much with uh, with the words like uh, money free, you know, uh, etc. No links, no files. Uh, but on the other hand, I would say if you will send to the uh, prospects, not calling, but marketing emails that subscribe to you. Mm -hmm. and they are engaging with these emails so you can send almost whatever you want so if you send to a newsletter uh some like with very high chance you will land in the inbox if these mm -hmm. uh prospects that you send to they are engaging with your messages yep good point um so what got you into uh what got you to this point in your career i guess what got you uh down the lane of uh helping uh increase email deliverability <laughs> yeah it's a long story but the, if i want to make it short so uh mm -hmm. I had a, a business uh, before, uh, and um, uh, it's a, it was a, I, I was selling um, a, a, a product, a physical product, an e-commerce business, and uh, and one day I thought like wh why uh, why I can't um, sell this product to physical stores across the U.S., Europe, and I decided that I want to send emails to to physical stores in the U.S. and say like uh, maybe you want to buy from me. This product this is this is the minimum order this is the product and i started sending the emails and i started manually uh, i think it was six seven years ago i started sending manually one by one i went to yelp uh, found a mom and pop store found this email and sent an email and said like uh, this is my product do you want to to get the same poll etc but then i wanted to scale to send like a few hundreds a day uh, I didn't find any proper solution to do that. And I also understood there is a problem with spam. Like some of the people replied to me and say, I didn't see your email. It's a very interesting product, but I found this message on my spam folder mm -hmm. and I didn't find a proper solution. And uh, I spent more than 10 years in university uh, and I decided to develop it. And uh, yeah, and this is how everything started. Yeah, a lot of great entrepreneur stories always start with them solving a problem that they're experiencing themselves and they realize a bunch of other people have the same problem too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Great. And yeah, for the naysayers out there, email marketing still is very effective, especially even cold email marketing, but uh, the bar is just higher than ever. So, you know, to your point, know your prospects, you know, keep the message concise, concise keep it on point, uh, respect people's inboxes and you'll end up in them <laughs> and actually get opens. Um, I guess what other marketing tips do you have for SMBs uh, in 2023 that might be effective? Uh, can you hear me, by the way? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Just broke uh, up for a second. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I believe that the, the future is with, uh, with uh, doing a close relationship with your prospect. Uh, it's not like sending a cold email. Uh, where in the you know in the first message you offer a, a, a demo or something, uh, but more than building a relationship with your prospect, uh, it's like a, to build a funnel where first you present yourself or you build kind of initial relationship, and only after a few emails or or after a while you uh, you offer a call. So this is the future. Uh, I, I I from what I see. Uh, if you will continue sending, you know, cold emails and uh, and for the first uh, first email you will offer a meeting or some or something, I see it will not work. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, in a world of automation, uh, everybody's starting to appreciate more um, less automation. <laughs> so correct, that's correct. that's kind of the way to stand out, actually, ironically. <laughs> correct. Correct. Great. And uh, I guess what other SMB marketing trends should business owners be aware of today, and uh, how can they take advantage of these opportunities? 
Yeah, so um, I, I really love uh, Seth Godin uh, and his uh, uh, when he talks about uh, purple cow. Mm -hmm. And uh, as as you as you said in the in the automated world, whenever you do something different and different is again to go back to uh, uh, to a personal relationship or try to build some relationship, it will work much better. And uh, and I think this is this is uh, this is what I would focus. Uh, you can do that through uh, conferences. You can do uh, on meetups. You can do uh, you f where you can find your customers. So uh, I think conferences are very very effective. Or uh, if you at least want to send cold emails and you want to get a lot of customers, uh, I would not send you know immediately an offer for a call because it will not work anymore. You you need yeah. to make it slower. You need to make more. Uh, precise, personal, uh, personal, etc. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, and I also love that book too, and uh, his way of thinking, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, it, you know, working with your customers and uh, actually engaging with people in a more authentic way, uh, just in general is a lot more effective these days than it ever has been before. Um, I guess what other, you know, general like principles that are tried and true for marketing should uh, business owners and uh, marketing executives uh, utilize to their advantage? Uh, I think uh, uh, social media, uh, social media, but in, uh, in the way again of uh, of uh, per personal recommendation and stuff like that. Because uh, today everyone is uh, uh, is on social media. Uh, it depends on the product, but let's say it's YouTube or uh, I know Instagram or TikTok. It depends or where is the audience if they're uh, uh, young uh, younger people or not. But uh, I would say. When you are attending, because uh, so solopreneurship today is going, uh, you know, is booming. The solopreneurship and one person can build a, a very good business, to be honest. And he is the brand. So the person itself is the brand. Yeah. And when it's, and people are buying from people, they're not. So uh, and this is what I think is very important also to increase uh, uh, the brand of yourself, but from the company. So to see uh, the people behind this company, who who is who is working there, who, what they're doing, uh, because people are buying from people. And uh, when someone will fall in love with the brand, uh, so he forgive any mistakes. And uh, this is like, you know, uh, every big brand will, will do that. So uh, mm -hmm. personal relationship with your customers or with your potential customers, show who you are, who stands behind this product. Uh, I think this, this is the exact trend. Yeah, I totally agree there. I've seen that trend as well too. A lot of a lot of people are preferring to work with uh, brands that have more of like a maybe a community lead or a community manager, somebody that's just kind of you know at the forefront of that community, if you will, of customers uh, interacting with them right. and providing a great uh, you know great value there. But to your point, many people are you know solopreneurs these days, and so they are their company. <laughs> so you know, behooves them to really stand out as experts in their field and really you know really get to know your customers in that regard. Um, to that point, there's a there is a big increase in fractional roles. Actually, we just met with a group uh, last week. We did a Nacho Tuesday with uh, uh, the CEO of uh, Fractionals United, and so they're a huge community that's re really taking off right now of uh, all sorts of fractional leaders across the board. So uh, CMOs, uh, chief operating officers, like all different types. Um, so we definitely see an increase there. Um, how else do you see marketing roles shifting in the next year or two? Um, fractional roles, obviously, is, is kind of a major theme as well. Uh, I would say a lot of things will be automated uh, with the new tools that uh, that uh, that just uh, raised. 
so a lot of a lot of things will be easier to do. Yeah. Uh, but again, if go, if I'm going back to the purple cow, uh, mm -hmm. so you need to be different. So again, uh, if you will use these tools to automate your you know your SEO or your mm -hmm. or your messaging, uh, so it will be as everyone else. So what makes you different? Yeah. And I think what will be really really good is the when, when the marketer itself will be very very creative and this yeah. is what will make the company different uh when he will think differently than any other uh company or competitor and only then i think it will be successful but if you will use all the companies will use the same tools to yeah. make the life easier nothing will be different yeah it's inauthentic right and and today's world everybody appreciates authenticity more than uh, more than ever before um, there are a lot of great tools out there. Yeah. But those tools are available to everybody to your point. So, you know, you have to get really creative to stand out and be as authentic as possible. Um, I guess, right. you know, if people are looking to automate anything, what tools are available for them? Obviously we don't want them to totally rely on that because, <laughs> uh, it's not a marketing strategy just to let chat GPT do all the work for you, which it could do. Okay. But still you need that human touch. Uh, I think there are an endless number of, uh, automation tools uh for everything uh, so this is very easy to choose an automation tool uh, to write the text to send the emails i don't know for everything uh i really don't know what to recommend uh, i love I, I i we personally use uh hubspot uh, as our crm and for everything and we try to uh, to use one thing for everything so we will see the numbers uh this is the the main uh the main uh, role of the marketer uh, to understand the numbers. Otherwise, it's useless. Yeah, yeah. HubSpot's got a lot of features. I know a lot of a lot of people don't know how to get enough value out of some of the software sometimes because uh, there's just so many different features that come with some of those large scale uh, CRMs like HubSpot, as an example. Um, I guess. Yeah. Do you have any examples of companies that you see or that are doing marketing really well? Uh if we are uh yeah so i really love what uh you know obviously apple are doing uh like it's it's amazing but apple is it's a huge company the biggest company in the world but uh in our areas uh, i love mailchimp uh, uh i think that they, they really do a lot of uh, interesting thing and i follow them with everything they're doing they're testing everything they're very innovative uh, and uh, I'm really, uh, really impressed by what they're doing. So uh, MailChimp is, uh, is like my favorite in our area. Nice. Uh, what about <clears throat> maybe outside of your area even, but uh, somebody utilizing some very creative marketing tactics, like you mentioned, you know, standing out from the noise and standing out from the crowd uh, so you don't just look like any other company automating everything. Uh, do you have an example of a company that's uh, done some really creative marketing recently? Uh as I said, I think um, I'm always uh, impressed by Apple and I'm excited. Like yeah. when they are doing something, they, 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 their customers are excited. They're yeah. waiting outside of the store for two days to buy something. It's crazy. If you, yeah. if you build a product like that and you, you can make your customers excited about what you're doing, you, yeah. you did it. And this is why they're the biggest company in the world. Yeah, they have a lot of brand equity and they continue to build on it daily. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess the failure comes with any profession. Uh, so as an entrepreneur, can you tell us about a time you failed and what you learned from it? Oh, I, uh, I think I felt a lot of times. <laughs> Me too. Uh, <laughs> we all have. <laughs> uh, I tried uh, so many things before. 
some of them were very very bad uh, <laughs> i was i spent too much time too much money for almost nothing uh been there before <laughs> yeah uh, but uh i, I think uh, i think you know the, this is the the only way to uh, to to the success to to try a lot of things to fail but to learn and um, I felt I felt in many you know small businesses before trials uh, because I you know I came from aca uh, from academic world and uh, you know I didn't learn there how to make business and I just started small failed started again failed but uh, but one day. Uh, but one day it was uh, uh, starting working, and uh, I was really excited. Uh, but at the beginning, it was awful. <laughs> yeah, it just gets a it's a career, you know. It gets better over time the more you do it. <laughs> there was a Confucius quote I saw the other day, which I really liked. Um, it was, "I hear and I forget, I see and I remember, and I do and I understand." <laughs> so, unfortunately, the doing part comes with some uh, trials and errors. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, there's no way to really get good at it unless you, uh, you know, stick your neck out there and try. <laughs> so um, I guess uh, what other challenges did you guys face as a company and how did you overcome them in the early days? I think as a, as a startup, uh, we have challenges every day, every single day. Uh, I think every company has, but uh, as a startup, you have a lot, a lot of problems. Uh, some of the time it uh, can be technical problems. Some of the time, lack of knowledge. Some of, them you, some of the time you cannot afford uh, to buy this knowledge uh, so a lot every day is a challenge uh, but I just love to wake up to these uh, problems every day and to try to solve them and to be try to be creative and to to push forward all the team and uh, to lead uh, to the right uh, to the right path but uh, every day is challenging uh, every in every area you know with customers with uh, technology uh, with the strategy, uh, with teams, uh, so uh, everything is challenging. But uh, as a, as entrepreneur, but uh, we have to keep moving forward. Yeah, that's what makes it fun too. <laughs> no days, uh, no days the same. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah. I guess. Do you have any uh, favorite books uh, that you've read over the last year? You, obviously, you're a big fan of Seth Godin. Um, you know, he's got a couple other really great books too. Uh, any others that you would recommend entrepreneurs read to uh, get a better grasp about marketing? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if about marketing, but I think every entrepreneur should have this book here, by the way. Uh, the name of the book is Fall in Love with the Problem, Not the Solution. Uh, oh, I love that quote. <laughs> and they made a whole book about it, too. <laughs> you could, Yeah, you could yeah. write a book about that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it, it's a book of uh, Uri Levin. He's the co-founder of uh, Waze. I, I was meeting his son in my uh, military service, mm -hmm. and uh, then I uh, got to know about his father, um, that uh, made, I think, uh, at, at this time, the exit of Waze to Google. Uh, and I really was impressed by this person, by this, by the father of uh, of this guy. And uh, then I just, you know, following after what he's doing as a very successful entrepreneur, not only Waze, but a lot of other companies. And uh, this book is very recommended. So it's fall in love with the problem, not the solution. Yeah. And I think every entrepreneur should read this book. Yeah, that's a great point because uh, it takes uh, having empathy with uh, with the customer and the problem to really 
understand it and actually, you know, know how to go about solving it. Right. And that's why a lot of entrepreneurs that have been through the problem themselves really understand it because, you know, they're, they've lived it. <laughs> so, you know, being able to empathize yeah. with your customers as you build a product becomes to be highly effective where, you know, sometimes I see people, you know, they just, you know, they're trying to do the new AI startup or <laughs> something. So, you know, they're, yeah. they're throwing features at a problem and, you know, they're throwing features at a problem instead at a as a solution, but they're not really identifying the problem and trying to go about the, the best way possible to solve a real world problem. So um, we always see that with every new hype curve for new technology. <laughs> Agree. But yeah, so it's not easy, but um, yeah, but this is the right uh, way to act certainly is and uh what's one thing that uh do you want potential customers to know about warmy and why they should choose your guys's product over anything else out there uh i would say uh i would say uh the technology but another very good quote is uh different is better than better i i heard it from a very big uh, uh vc uh a partner in a very big vc in israel so uh yeah. different is better than better and uh what we spoke at the beginning of this, uh, of, uh, of this, uh, purple cow. <laughs> of, yeah. So, uh, so, uh, what makes us really different because we are, we are given a personal touch with our customers because deliverability is not like uh, solving with the technology, but, uh, 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 hand by hand, we are working with the customer until the success of their emails. Uh, yeah. beside that, the technologies that we are developing, imagine 30 people, working day and night about deliverability it's not just a side uh, feature in a product uh, it's a very sophisticated thing we're investigating everything around it so the technology is amazing but as i said different is better than better so i would not say we're better we're different in that we're giving you a whole solution for deliverability and this is our vision uh, that we uh, are building a, a whole deliverability solution for uh, for the customers because this problem becomes uh, harder and harder and complicated, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, someone needs to make a real investigation about it and work the, every day to see what's going on there. And this is exactly what we're doing. Yeah, that's great to see because um, if you could ensure that your customers are successful and they're doing it the right way, they're much more likely to stick around with you anyway because you know if they're getting right. results, that's all that matters, right? And sometimes it takes exactly. uh, that expert uh, white glove service to to help them utilize the technology in the best way possible. Exactly. And this is what we do. We are increasing, uh, um, I think, every month or every th second month, the team of uh, support, success, uh, experts. We teach inside our company, everyone, about deliverability, train. It's very, very important. That's great to hear. So what's next for uh, Warmi over the next five years? What should we expect from you guys? Yeah, so uh, we are uh, adding a lot of uh, features and technology about it, uh, which increase deliverability. We see... Like we have a lot of cases that come in, coming to us to our software, uh, heavy senders, smaller senders, different infrastructures. It's, yeah. it's uh, so interesting, and uh, we always try to think how we can uh, can implement new features and technology. And uh, we have a lot of things on our roadmap. So, yeah, a lot of interesting things. Uh, and as you mentioned at the beginning, uh, this problem becomes relevant from. Uh, from every uh, every day and uh, the number of users of emails just growing so it's a good opportunity right now yeah great point yeah we might have to contact you guys uh one of the benefits perks of the job over here is we get to uh, know all the cool tools coming out so you know we, we might have to chat offline about this <laughs> um but for anybody else uh, looking to increase their email deliverability uh check out daniel's product warmy it's in a it's in nacho nachos b2b SaaS marketplace 
Um, we're the best place to buy SaaS, uh, so you should definitely get the best products, which we have. Uh, Daniel's here. Uh, Daniel, once again, thank you so much for coming on today. Really appreciate you coming on for Nacho Tuesday. And you know, I know it's getting late over there, and I uh, you know, wish you guys the best to be safe and all. Um, but I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, too.